the only thing worse than a root canal is looking for a job on the internet. Hello everybody, this is Anthony Moore with Career Daily. I am here to put the human back in human resources. Let me be your competitive advantage on the job market. It is dog eat dog out there. Our research companies, new industries, I'll dig around, I'll figure out who some of the hiring leaders are, and I'll post all this information on our exclusive Facebook networking group. You'll also hear amazing interviews from professionals that I'm interviewing all across the country. Some are inspiring. Some are very informative. Some duds. I'll leave the duds out. Stay tuned for today's episode. Hey, everybody. It's Anthony with Career Daily. If you've been looking at the news every day or watching TV excessively, there's a good probability that you might be feeling a little depressed or anxious. Great time right now to just shut it all off and start focusing on what steps can you take? What strategies can you be using when you want to enter back into the job market? Because let's face it, states are opening up. I'm in Georgia. We've already officially reopened, although slowly. And if you look at all the states that have reopened outside of California, Washington, Wisconsin, Illinois, Kentucky, Michigan, New York, Connecticut, where is that? Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey. Everything is opening. That's the good news. The bad news or the challenge is that means a lot of people are going to be flooding back into the job market. And today's episode is going to be focused on what are the five strategies that you can take to stand out now that the lockdown is by and large lifting and give you a competitive advantage when you go on the job market and start sending your resume off to jobs you're networking. Let's dive right into it. This is a tip that I figured out when I used to work at Cox Enterprises. Cox Enterprises is the largest privately held company in Georgia. They're enormous. They're about $30 billion. When I was running the executive search team, we had a lot of different searches running. Anything above a director level was considered executive search there. And the good news was they had such a strong brand name, lots of resumes came in. The bad news was it was very hard to stand out. Now, big companies, they have to comply. Well, all companies have to comply with the EEOC. But the bigger the company is, the more involved HR and legal is in the actual screening process. So long and short story is if you have a top 10 hit list of great companies that you want to work for, you have to create a job alert. If you don't create a job alert and you kind of haphazardly check the website or maybe wait to see Indeed or one of these sites kind of pop the job open, you might have missed crucial hours or even minutes to apply. Now, why is that? Because there's such a high volume of people that are going to be applying. You have to literally be one of the very first people to apply. If you are a minority, if you are a female, you have an advantage. If you are a white male, you are at a disadvantage, which is all the more reason if you are a white male, you need to create that job alert. You need to create a job alert regardless, but particularly if you're not a uh, person of color or a female, because a lot of companies are searching for females, searching for people of color to become more diverse. 
So recruiters are actively looking for people like that. If you're a, a white guy, they're not looking for you, at least not first. By having a job alert created, you can instantly apply. And I recommend you literally drop everything when you get that alert and apply. Now, going back to EEOC and the legal issues behind the screening methodologies that these big companies use, it goes something like this. As long as the internal recruiters are following the same principle every single time for every external search, they're okay. And one of those principles would be they're going to review the first 50 candidates. Keep in mind, a big company, you're going to have internal candidates that get preference. You've got X number of internal candidates that are vying for the position. They're introducing some external people to the mix as well. If they're only going to review the first 50 or the first 25, now you understand why there's such a, a need to have that job alert. If you wait a couple days, a week, and then apply to the job, there could already literally be 100 people that have applied, and they will actually never see your resume because that was never going to be part of their screening process. And they're going to follow that same principle all the way through. First thing to do, create that job alert. The second thing you need to do, this has to do with your resume, is you really need to literally pepper your resume with every keyword that is essential for the job that you're applying for. If you're an accountant, then it's month and close. It's financial statement preparation. If you're in sales, it's leads and metrics and new accounts, sales volume, quotas, you know, those type of keywords. The reason you have to do that is because some of the recruiters have programs that allow them to do keyword searches within their inbox. So they're not as sophisticated as, say, a Cox Enterprises, which has a massive applicant tracking system. Your common internal recruiter or HR person literally just has all the resumes coming in to their inbox or a special folder in their inbox. And what I've done, it does save a lot of time, I admit. I'll just type in some keywords and see which resumes pop up. It's not necessarily a new strategy, but given the fact there are so many people that were laid off or furloughed, furloughed then maybe laid off or rift, you're going to be competing against who knows how many people. So you need every little possible advantage you can get. So boost up those keywords just in case you've got a recruiter that's going to be doing that type of search. Now, the third thing you absolutely have to do, if you see a job, and you decide to apply online, you've got to go to LinkedIn, Google, whatever else you can think of. You've got to try to identify who you think the hiring leader is for that position and who HR and or the talent acquisition professional is. I think LinkedIn is probably the best route to go. There may be other ways. Some some recruiters, some HR people, I don't know why they do this, but they actually put in the title of the job, well, not in the title, somewhere in the description, that the 
director of supply chain will be reporting to the vice president of supply chain and operations North America or something like that. So it already gives you a title that you can kind of search for, and you know what company it is. So you could search literally in Google, go to an advanced search in Google and search for the company name and the title and say that you want to find that information on LinkedIn. And boom, you're going to find who that person is. And it's just critical because now you can begin to see, do you know anybody who knows anybody at this company? Start making those networks, start making those, you know, interconnections over to that person in HR or talent acquisition, or of course the hiring leader. The reason you want to do this, if I had to put a percentage of people that do actually follow through and do the advice I'm giving you, it's probably less than 2%, 1% of people. So a hundred people apply to the job, the same job, maybe one person, maybe two people think to do this. I know very, very rarely did anyone ever contact me directly after I posted a job. They just don't do it. And it just shows something about your desire, your creativity, it definitely is a positive to, to reach out. Now I don't mean stalk them. That becomes a negative. Okay. So that's the third tip. Um, the fourth tip is because there's so much competition right now, you have to differentiate yourself immediately. Now I've talked a lot about how to differentiate. If you, if you, this is your first exposure to this podcast then you need to go back and find the, the episode on resume tips and creating the theme. So beyond the theme, beyond that fantastic, you know, 30 second elevator pitch of what it is you do, you have to be so clear in the value that you're bringing. And I think of it really in two ways. You're either saving time, money, or improving processes or you're finding ways to make money, make additional time. To me, that is what stands out the most. And if you're not really aware of how you've been doing that in your past positions, now's the time for you to really put on your thinking cap. Get creative if you have to. Honest creativity. I don't mean uh, fictional creativity. And... Boost that resume with how you've saved and what you've achieved, what you've made around saving time and money and creating greater efficiencies. Because let's face it, I mean, companies are experiencing massive challenges right now. And if you can show ways that you know how to make money, save money, save time, on top of the fact that you're very good at your job or great at your job, that's going to help differentiate yourself. So you really have to be so clear in your value proposition. It, it requires you to literally take things out of your resume that do not support these ideas. You don't want someone to be lost, to be confused, to try to figure out should they be talking to you. Most people, when they read a resume for the first time, they might be thinking, how can I screen them out? So I'm assuming that you look the part for the job. But now they're really trying to decide, what's my short list? I'm trying to get you on that short list of 
the, you know, the top stack of the resumes that get delivered back to the hiring leader. Obviously, not all these networking groups are opening back up, but I have to think that there is some online networking going on right now. And maybe that's something, maybe that'll be another podcast episode. I'll maybe do a deeper dive into what type of, you know, virtual networking is happening, but do not stop networking. Find creative ways. In fact, why don't you head over to the Facebook group, Career Daily Podcast at Facebook, join the group and start posting some of your ideas of how you're networking. And let's actually use that as a networking group in and of itself. That's really what it's meant for. As this podcast grows and grows and grows and gets bigger and bigger, we're going to have more people joining. More more people are joining the, the Facebook group every week. So it's definitely growing. So I want that to be a networking group in and of itself. But let's use that platform, use that platform to help others, you know, where they can connect and find these great networking groups. So that's it, guys. Those are my five strategies right now for competing, standing out, being differentiated, being noticed after the lockdown, job alerts, resume keywords, finding hiring leaders and HR people on LinkedIn, differentiating yourself through your claims of showing and demonstrating how you save time and money, improve processes, etc., and not stopping networking. Final thing, please, if you like what you're hearing, if you like the content, subscribe and leave a comment. I'd appreciate that. 